on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Well, the weather just about behaved itself at the weekend and our local sports stars did give us something to talk about in what we call the world-famous Weekend Wrap. Welcome to a new week of the renowned Radio New York Sport. And these are the headlines that we're going to be talking about. New York Flow Serve came from a goal down at half-time to foot four past their opponents and return to the top of the East Midlands Counties League. The bad news of the day, though, Danny Meadows being substituted after ten minutes with a knee injury. It's back-to-back victories and back-to-back clean sheets for New York Town as they climb off the bottom of the Central Midlands table for the first time since October. Tyler Martin scoring the all-important goal for the Blues. Southall City and As Lockton both make it into the last four of the Not Senior League Cup. But both had to do it the hard way. As Lockton and Woolerton locked at three apiece after 120 minutes. The penalty shootout going the way of the Villagers by four goals to two. And the Minster men were also taken to extra time before a Johnny Upton goal put paid to, put pay to the Cavaliers' hopes before that shootout arrived. No match for New York Rugby Club, but Southall did have a league match and they went down to second place, Dronfield. Quite heavily, I'm afraid. Ed Howlett finished a wonderful third place in the Merseyside Open, beating internationals on his way to a well-earned bronze medal. And the New York Hockey Ladies finally returned to action after their very extended Christmas break with an early morning trip to Kettering. It proved worthwhile with a 5-2 victory and three league points. The ladies' twos slipped up in their chase for runners-up spot by losing 2-0 at North Knotts. But the ladies' threes did the twos a favour. Are you keeping up because I'm lost? And they beat Chief Rivals Worksop. And finally for hockey, an important victory for the men, beating Chesterfield by the odd goal in five. And if you think football's a funny old game in the past league, by my calculations, Grantham have signed one player from Bradford Park Avenue on loan, one player from Lincoln City on work experience, three from Nuneaton Borough, one from Matlock Town, and no less than five from Harrowby. I think it'd be introductions all round tomorrow night, Tony, before they play South Shields. Probably ought to have name tags on the front instead of a sponsored logo. Yeah, just... Um... I mean, I may have got that wrong. These are my calculations, I, I, I emphasise, before anybody shoots me down. But this is what I think they have. A one month loan here from Bradford Park Avenue, work experience, whatever that means, from Lincoln City, free from Nuneaton Borough, two, including two player coaches. Matlock Town and five from Harrowby. The first lot sound quite impressive. I'm not quite sure of the standard of the Harrowby lads stepping up to... Uh, well, it's step six to step three, isn't it? It's, it's a major, major step from step seven to step six, step six to step five. Step six to step three, that is, you know, you're asking an awful lot 
and then to put your faith in five footballers to do that, it's not looking good. Yeah, I, it, it's an interesting comment, and I, I am not knocking en- anybody, either Graham from Flowsave or anybody, but the lads at Flowsave that come down from sex, from step three into step six are having to work blinking hard to maintain their positions in that team. Yeah, they are. I mean, if you, if you come down from step three into step six, you want to walk in the park for them. No, isn't no, it? no. But, but, but by no means. And step six is a very tough level of football. Graham Street Prims pushed us all the way on Saturday, and uh, it shows tremendous grit and determination on behalf of the floor serve lads, and also a fantastic half-time team talk. But if you, even if it did last till twenty past four, but if you are stepping up from step six to step three and you're asking five of the lads in your squad to make that step then it doesn't bode well for the immediate future in the relegation fight for Grantham Town. It, it, it doesn't and they're only three points off the relegation zone and like any local club we, we wish them which we do wish them success and those lads that, 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 that's gone I mean it is a chance a hell of a chance for them yeah. isn't it to shine? I mean as you say no disrespect whatsoever to Harrowby I mean, you know, they're a, they're a lovely club and, you know, very much part of the local scene, but oh, that's a massive, massive step. We're going to talk, obviously, to the guys about the local matches, and, and you're going to ring Damo in a moment. Well, probably when I give you the telephone. <laughs> yeah, um, that'd help. You're going to ring Damo. Did you realise that Sergio Aguero scored more home goals in the last two matches, more goals at the, at the Etihad in the last two matches than Huddersfield has scored at all all season. <laughs> well, as but I, I didn't see much of Man City and Chelsea and I saw probably three quarts of um, England and France. But those two performances from England yeah. and from Manchester City, you're going to have to go a hell of a long way to find better ones. Well, I've hated Chelsea since I was ten, and I'm no great lover of France. So it was a great weekend for me. <laughs> you would enjoy it, then, oh, wouldn't you? I loved it. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait. For, I can't wait for Robert Arpast mm. to see what he's got to say about about England. But the way they was playing that that match, they ripped him apart. But I mean, um, I, I know my predictions at the uh, start of the Six Nations. Um, In fairness to you, aren't going well. I don't think anybody expected this England team to be playing like they have done. I've got positions five and six sorted out. That's not a problem. It's, it's the four above them that are rather uh, moving about a bit. But <clears throat> England... So that's just... Scotland and um, but Italy it, there. Well, no, no. Italy, France. Italy sixth, France fifth. Not a problem. It's the top four that I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm struggling with. But England's performance against Ireland in Dublin was rated by a lot of observers as the finest England performance yet in the either the five or the six nations. But what they did to France was just... Oh, it was devastating. There was a piece in the... Uh, I, I wonder if you can actually better what England and Manchester City achieved. I don't at, think so. That, way, I, I just wonder if we've seen the best... Hey, well, that's wrong. Ring Damo for me, can can you? Because I'm running out of time. You don't you don't get bigger than ten out of ten, and that's what Man City and England both deserve. Uh, right? Most certainly. Coming up tonight, then we have Damo Parkinson, the Newark Tan manager, 
Um, he's going to be in a good mood. Two clean sheets off the bottom of the table. Big match at the weekend, though, Retford away, but anything from that is great. And, you know, confidence is there, isn't it? Craig Roach, I want to know what happened at half-time in that dressing room. They kept the opposition and they kept the match officials waited for an awful lot longer than what they should have done. While the two managers said their piece, by my calculations, probably a good five minutes longer than what they should have done, but that's up to the officials. Rob Wildman joins us at um, half past seven. No match for the rugby club, but he's going to be in a good mood because uh, of that England performance. And then Paul Halfpenny, and Paul Halfpenny, of course, is always in a good mood. And we'll start off in the good mood, Castro, with somebody who had a biggish beam on his face yesterday, um, and I don't blame him at all. Damo Parkinson, um, the Newark Town manager. Damo, um, it's all going rather well. It's not going bad at the minute. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not going bad. Uh, two wins on the bounce, two clean sheets. I'm not sure. Uh, last time that happened. <laughs> no, I started trying to look yesterday, and I don't think the record books go back far enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, joke, joking apart, that. It, it, for the players, for yourself, for everybody at Newark Town, is massive, isn't it? Because if you look at that table now, Newark Town are not the bottom name. No, and we talked about it in the change room before the game. It was the first time, really, where I think the pressure was on us a little bit. Um, being bottom, every every week so far, I've started the team talk by saying, look, they're expecting to beat us, so, you know, let's try and give them a difficult difficult first 45 minutes and let them know we're here to uh, get someone to out the game but it's a little bit different this time we kind of said well our fancy us today uh, they probably they've not won away all season um, new manager a couple of new players so actually there's a bit of pressure on you today to see if you can go and perform when we're probably favourites even though we're still bottom of the league technically and perform you you did um the goal scorer, Tyler Martin. Now, people must understand that um, in the wonderful world of the Football Association, you can actually sign for more than one club on a Saturday. And to be honest, you can sign for as many clubs as you like as long as they play in a different league. So a player can sign for New York Flosev, he can sign for um, New York Town, and he can sign for Ollerton, and he can sign for Harrowby if he wants to. Because they all play in different leagues. And there's a long argument if that's right or not. I happen to think it's not. But the fact is, uh, you played that system and it worked perfectly for you. Yeah, the, the frustrating thing. I know I know the wind was a level. I didn't think it was that bad. But like I say, when you started seeing the ball move around, it was, it was horrible. But we've had two weeks without a game. Um, and we've worked really, really hard on attacking. Um, and, and how we use the ball and less one defending and actually we didn't create too many chances um, Tyler's Tyler's finish absolutely fantastic I, I thought it's left his boot that cleanly it must have hit the side netting from the angle he was at but they've all peeled off celebrating um, so obviously we've done all that work on attacking but actually it was how solid we were um, in terrible conditions which was most pleasing and we've done their work in that area yet we've just got lads that are wanting to work hard um, and put the bodies on the line I mean at the end the keeper's taken studs to the head um, two lads have dived in the way in the well, it must have been 93rd minute about five seconds later ref's blown his whistle and I think that's that probably sums up where we're at at the minute lads that are willing to 
to give us everything, put the red where it hurts, um, all for the cause. So really pleased. It's um, it is what it's all about. Um, Retford away this Saturday is possibly a game that you wouldn't have wanted to come along, but it gives you a time to test this newfound confidence. And you've got nothing yeah. at all to lose. No, absolutely nothing to lose. Um, and to be fair, it will be a test of test of how much better we are. To be honest, um, the, I mean the leagues. The leagues funny because I think top four teams are red and shoulders above everyone else. There's almost two leagues really, top four and and the rest of us. So I think this is probably the last, other than the Collingham game, but that's more of a cup game really. This is probably the last um, difficult, difficult game we've got until the end of the season but it'd be a good good benchmark of, of where we're at you actually said that you saw no reason why you can't finish halfway up that table and all of a sudden looking at the new at town games in hand that's possible yeah i, I mean because you know there is an argument phoenix aren't the best dinnington aren't the best um but they're they're halfway up the table and they're sitting comfortably um and actually they've caused us very little issues so I mean, we've got a game in hand on three or four of the teams above us. We're only now one or two points beyond three or four teams. Um, and we're playing everyone in and around us. So um, there's no reason at all. I think the problem comes is when we started, people are expecting to beat us. And probably some of our lads, being honest, 100% not convinced that we're going to win. Where as you start to win games, you just hope that lads don't get complacent. And the bare minimum we get from him is hard work, commitment, and desire, and that's what we've we've talked about. And it's um, and it's most definitely coming. Damo, well done. That's brilliant. It's um, two out of two. So we expect a phone call next Monday night, and you can tell us how you've got the three points at Retford. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> no pressure. Thank you. Thanks, Damo. Well done, mate. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. bye bye. Bye. You know, I know you're sitting here in your sort of new at flow serve top and new at flow serve I've watched him since I was or CMOs whatever since I was five years old but deep down both of us don't support flow serve we support Newark sport because that's what we've done all our lives and you know great credit to Dewey for keeping that club going now they've had a change. Great credit to Damo for installing a new hope into it. Yeah, I mean, um, what I always said um, when um, when I left the advertiser was it was always my hope um, that uh, I always wanted to report on Newark Town in Newark once once I left Collingham and uh, when when I left the paper it was I always wanted to support Newark Town in Newark and uh, yeah that, that 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 emotion has never left even though I've thrown my lot in now with uh, with Flow Surf um, you know I mean it's it's got Newark in the name so of course we want it to to to, to uh, do well um, I know Southwell Rugby Club hasn't got Newark in the name but. The part of the gang, aren't they? And, We're just know, as desperate that they. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, we, we are. It's just you want everybody to do well. It's, it's just, just, just Mansfield, Derby, and <laughs> Leeds, yeah. and places like that that we don't like. Well, I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't include Leeds in my places of dislike, but well, um, but certainly, um, you know, it's, 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 you, do, you want the local size to do well. Right, coming up next, we're going to the club that has the longest half time in football history. 
Court to fall on Saturday afternoon, the um, local footballing world was pretty much coming to an end, but at quarter to five last Saturday afternoon, everything in the garden was was quite rosy, and I put that down to two things. One, the wind dropping, and two, probably the longest half-time team talk that I've um, ever been party to. It was quite comical where Grand Street Prims was back out on the pitch and waiting, and the three officials was back out on the pitch waiting. But Craig and Kirky had things to say at half-time, didn't you, Craig? We did. <laughs> um, I don't for one minute expect you to repeat any en- 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 of them on this radio station, but uh, let- let's just analyse this a let- little bit. Flosev started off well. They they got the first goal. Um, I thought the first free p- kick was a decent for the equaliser. I thought the second free kick got a deflection and, and that could happen. But from then on, for the rest of that half, Craig... I don't know if it, if, if it got to the players or if it was the wind which was atrocious that got to the players. Yeah, I think a bit of all sorts, really. You know, things change quickly in football. And like you say, we got off to a good start, 1-0 up, and I think they were settling the nerves a little bit. Grand Street Prince started to get their head down, and then all of a sudden, we'll give a silly free kick away on, on the edge of the box. And like you say, said to the lad, it's a good free kick. Um, I think uh, most goalkeepers want to save that. Um, I think it was in the space of five minutes five minutes later they got another one same position which takes a big deflection again nothing the goalkeeper can do about and then it's uh, you know then they've they've got the tails up and they've got something to they've got something to look after and uh, it's, it's difficult to break teams down then um, and that's the problem so um, yeah we, we struggled to really penetrate then for the remainder of the half you know those were start to break down they had one up front um yeah, there was a lack of quality in our in our forward play, certainly in the, in the first half, which was the main issue. Like I say, the wind does play a factor, but you know you have, you have to deal with that, and uh, so we're not making any excuses with the weather. Well, the wind did drop remarkably at half time. I think I think you was keeping them in there until the wind did drop. To be honest, you got the forecast in there, um, but you played a lot better into what was left of the wind. I think at any team at any level, when they've got the wind, they tend to go long, don't they? But you was playing yeah, the ball to feet, well, and importantly, you got a goal in the first five minutes of that second half. Yeah, we knew that um, you know there was no 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 bones about it. You know we had to go out in the second half and win the game. Um, you know, point is no good to us at the moment, especially against teams like Graham Street Shrimp. Prim, no disrespect to them, but we, you know we need to be beating those at home. Um, you know, so the instruction was quite clear to the lads that they need to get out and win the game. There was not a second to waste, sort of thing. And like you say, it was, it was an ideal start to the half. Um, and it just set us up really then. And it was, uh, I think, to be fair, uh, the quality was a lot better in the second half. And it was one-way traffic. I don't think uh, Nath had anything to do in the second half. No, it's... Um, and we'll stick with Nathan if, um, for a moment, because the one position where you couldn't afford to get an injury was goalkeeper, because you was really down to the one keeper. Mm. You've got the goalkeeper an injury, but... Uh, not a bad replacement. No, 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 no he's a good keeper. Everyone knows him locally. Um, you know, we'll thank, we'll thank Collingham for allowing him to help us out this weekend and uh, tomorrow night. So let's get us for a couple of games. Um, but yeah, Joe's going to be uh, out for what we think is at least three or four weeks. I mean, he's got tendonitis in his knee, which is causing a lot of pain. So uh, I hope he gets back to fitness uh, pretty quickly. You say Nathan's helping you out. Saturday and tomorrow night. The implication of that is you're looking for another goalkeeper for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I suppose that conversation that's something that Nate's got to have with Collingham and what he wants to do moving forward to, you know, obviously respect the layout to that. So um, it's not really a bridge we've crossed at the minute and spoke, spoken about, you know, but we uh, appreciate that he's, uh, he's signed on at Collingham and we don't want to uh, set on over there, they up to that, like I say, on Saturday, Tuesday, at such short notice. So that's uh, something we'll probably discuss with Nate tomorrow. And see where it goes, and see where it goes yeah. from there. The the Selston game, um, I mean, everybody perceives it's a two horse race, but I'm sure you're probably going to say it, that it's it's not. But the perception is it's a two horse race, and the Selston game was postponed. They won in the cup in the week, and that's what wrecked the pitch in the couldn't play at the weekend. So that effectively is two more games for them, isn't it? The next round of the Knotts Cup plus this real age, re, um, league match, which you know, from Flosser's point of view, is great. The more games Selston have got to come. Yeah. Um, the harder it's going to be for them. And this weekend, Craig, um, while Flosave are going away to the bottom of the table, Selson take on Radford. Yeah, tough game for them on, on paper. Um, you know, Radford uh, been a good form recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sherwood are certainly not out the running at the minute. They've got a couple of games in hand and they seems to be back in, back in good form. You know, they've got to come to us as well, so... You know, if you ask anyone, anyone related to uh, Sherwood, they'll say that they're still in with a with a chance. You know, there's still lots of game, lots of points to be had. Um, so yeah, we're, we're sort of certainly not cancelling that time. And you know, we've said it all along, and uh, it's still the case now. We're just trying to worry about ourselves. Obviously, you keep half an eye on what's going on around you, but as long as we keep doing what we're doing, pick up as many points as we can. And then last 13 games, and uh, we shouldn't be far wrong. Which while that second half was so so important. Um, yeah. Cup football returns to Lowfield tomorrow night after the disappointment of the Carlton game. Um, you've got a chance to make amends in the Cup, a quarter-final tie against Renov. Now, if this game had taken place before Christmas, it would be almost a gimme. But I look at the scores at the weekend, Eastwood 1, Renov 2. Uh, no longer is that game a gimme. No, I think uh, I think we discussed this last Monday, you know, that, that things change quickly again and, you know, we've had a lot of change in management over at Renner and a couple of other clubs. So have Eastwood, so that, that's probably played a factor in that result as well, to, to be fair. But, uh, yeah, Renner's changed manager again and, um, you know, they're, he's rebuilding their squad down there. Um, so the same thing happened at Eastwood, though, you know, their manager got sacked a couple of weeks ago, so they've lost a lot of their lads and uh, I think they're rebuilding again with a young set of lads and I think a new gaffer came in was announced on Saturday night so again I was not rebuilding from this point onwards and you just see a fluctuation in results but as far as Renner for concerns yeah they've been on a much better run of form and um, you know they're not going to not in no danger in the league but they're certainly not going to challenge at the top so you know the cup game tomorrow night is, is going to be a real big one for them to get a chance any chance we really got to get in any silverware I was, I was trying to work out, you know, you talk you, you talk about comings and goings. I was looking at Granthams, and I, and I keep saying I may have got this wrong. One month's loan from a lad from Bradford Park Avenue, one work experience from Lincoln City, three from Nuneaton Borough, one from Matlock Town, and five from Harrowby, all coming into the, into one club in one week. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a hell of a turn around. The secretary's been a busy boy. It will have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think a lot of people would have saw it coming, you know, Paul's. Paul's come in and, uh, you know, he'll have his own idea and his own regime. He'll want, you know, they've got a bit of a challenge on now to the end of the season. I'm sure they'll be fine, but uh, they'll want people in and around him who we can trust. And uh, well, I think they had a closed-doors closed friendly on Saturday, so he'd have had a good look at a few things. 
against Bolden, so uh, I think they play tomorrow night as well, so. Oh, it's all go. Is there a coach on Saturday, people keep asking me? We're hoping to. It all depends on, on numbers. As long as we can get some, some numbers in advance, we'll, we'll be happy to uh, pay a deposit and get a coach book, yeah, so I think there's going to be a bit of a sheet going around tomorrow night, anyone who's at the game tomorrow, so they can get the names down, and if we feel like we're going to have enough to you know, just cover the cost, really, but, uh, and then we, yes, we'll put one on. Good stuff, Craig. Best of luck tomorrow night. Best of Thank luck you, on mate. Saturday, and we'll catch up with you again on Monday. Thank you very much. Thanks, Craig. Bye. And it is Tony Smith. Um, it is a question of no disrespect to teams like Graham Street Prince, but you cannot be dropping points to them, which is why Selson's three points that they dropped at um, Gedlin a couple of weeks ago should haunt them. Yes, it, it really is uh, a case of no room for dropping points for anybody and um, people call it squeaky bum time of the season but um, it's you know, been it's, that since about October yeah it's, it's just, just how you cope with it and um, I, 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 it really gave me great encouragement to see that second half fight back because that was a game that we could have easily lost gave Saturday. me great encouragement you looked suicidal at half time no it was, it was just a real downer at half time and the way the team came out in the second period that's the sort of stuff that, that, that gives you hope how you bounce back yeah Man City as I said the other week beating at home by Crystal Palace beating at St James Park it's mm. how you yeah. bounce yeah. back I mean it's uh, anybody can win 16 games on the bounce it's what happens to game 18 it's 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 how it's how you recover yeah, from setbacks exactly, and that first half, well, certainly, the the last twenty minutes of that first half was a, was a major setback for New at Flow Serve, and they responded magnificently, and it was it it was the most fun I've had with an orange and lemonade for uh, for a long long time. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed my pint after that one. It so no no game for Collingham. So we we obviously haven't talked to Paul. We'll mm. catch up with mm. Paul next week. And um, what I will mention tomorrow night though is that I I, I went to watch Collingham under 18s in that cup semi in the county cup semi final, and they demolished Grimsby six one. And if that's the future of Collingham Football Club. Yeah. Somebody get that grand right because that team was outstanding. Yes. Yeah, um, Absolutely outstanding. And talking of people that are outstanding in their field, are you going to find me our rugby correspondent, please? Mr. Wildman. Mr. Wildman. It'd be an absolute pleasure. And um, we'll see what he's got to say about England. And that's exactly where we're going next. We're going to change the shape of the balls that we talk about. And. Um, go on to rugby um, no match for the Newark first team at the weekend but there's still as you can appreciate in the middle of the Six Nations an awful lot to talk about and we end up our Monday nights of course with the wonderful Mr Paul Halfpenny who talks everything hockey and if we get time we may even have a roundup of all the rest of the local-ish football and probably some of the not so local non-league football that that we both um we both love so much um tomorrow night's show is the um boys and girls the men and the women from the newark amateur boxing club tony and i spent a wonderful four hours at um Farndon village hall on friday night watching them watching them in their sport and um they are coming in tomorrow night 
to talk about it. Uh, but coming up right now, the wonderful, the one and only, Mr. Rob Wildman. Rob, good evening. Evening, Mick. Evening, folks. Um, my notes say no match for um, Newark's first team. The second's got beat by Son Sutton Bonington. Southwell got beat at Dronfield, who are doing very well at the moment. But I want you to start, Rob, with the under-16 boys who won in the last minute of an NLD Cup semi-final against Pavies. What a fantastic result. It was, and um, thankfully I got on my bike yesterday morning and uh, pedalled my way to the back pitch. Uh, it was a muddy occasion, but it was a thoroughly enjoyable game of youth rugby, and we, as you say, we just... It was one of those games, 24-22, um, the, the under-16s now are now the third Newark team to get into an NLD final uh, this season, following the under-15s and under-14s, so we, we're going to have a bit of um, pot hunting later in the uh, <laughs> later in the spring, uh, and it was a, t a terrific game, um, and it was a credit to both teams. Um, Newark led at half-time, 21-12. Uh, but Pavius came back in the second half. They had a man sent off for a good old-fashioned punch, which thought right under the referee's nose, so he, he didn't have uh, too many choices to make. So off went the Pavius lad. Um, we held it all together, got some late pressure, and we, we, the, somehow they engineered a penalty at did Newark in the, in the injury time. Um, Pavies had already crowd uh, had already cr cried for a, a forward pass, which the ref had ignored. So uh, Newark trundled on. Eventually got this penalty, and a lad called Ben Lee stepped up to uh, take the kick. And his first effort went wide of the post, but he got a second attempt because um, some of the Pavies forwards had charged the penalty. And as we all know from our law books, you can't charge a penalty; you can only charge a conversion. So. We had a second go at it, and young Ben landed the kick, 24-22, and the ref um, blew up, and Newark were in the final. So there you go. Yes, a terrific uh, hours of entertainment, uh, terrific 60 minutes of entertainment, or 70 minutes, um, yesterday morning at Cullum Road. What what pressure, though, for for <laughs> an under-16-year-old having to take it twice, it knowing well, that will put the them into one. the final? He squirted it wide. And uh, obviously Pavies had just got too revved up and they, they just forgot their uh, law books. And um, we, we got a second attempt. And, and, and God bless young Ben, he, he landed it, yes, with his, with his mum and his dad running around the touchline. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Instant heroes. That's what, isn't that what it's all about? Was, yeah, no, it was good fun. Pavies, um, very tight game. They took it in pretty good um, part. Um, and it was a thoroughly good game of youth rugby. Um, and as ever, I've seen a lot of schools rugby, and you do get little blow-up incidents. Um, and, you know, Pavius lad had to go off. He, um, the ref saw it. He had, to, he had no choice. Um, sometimes, in, where you have handbags, you know, the referee will choose to ignore it and just to finish the game, and will warn both captains and uh, to be jolly good chaps. But I don't think he had too many. Um, um, choices yesterday after, uh, yesterday morning but no it's a good game credit to both teams and, uh, and a thoroughly enjoyable occasion you're, you're inferring by the retaken penalty Rob that uh, rugby union players actually know the laws of the game well clearly clearly they didn't I must admit um, <laughs> I had to think twice as well even in the mud yes I thought <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, the ref was on the ball and it worked in Newark's, Newark's, Newark's favour 
Um, right, um, uh, quick one on the seconds, beaten quite easily by some Sutton yeah, Bonington. Yeah, no, the first didn't play, they, they were resting, um, we've got a home game next weekend, uh, the first are against Loughborough in the league, 3pm kick-off under lights, and the seconds are playing a cup game, also at Kellam Road next Saturday, um, and they're kicking off at 2.15 against a team from Nottingham University, and that's in the, in the county, in the county shield, the Ron Rosin shield in memory of the old Pavia's uh, stalwart. Um, so the, there's two home games next Saturday. The second's uh, last Saturday. Um, Sutton Bonington are, are the top team in, in the pennant, so no real surprise. But we're stuck in there. And they haven't led I didn't see. I didn't see the game. But uh, Ben Wells got two tries. The, the prop forward, who, who's been really uh, improving all this season, he got two tries. Um, and it was all it was organised by Stuart Birch and Martin Brown was also there in attendance. The uh, former you know, fourth team uh, manager vet. Um, so um, good to see once they got to the clubhouse. Good to see one or two old faces that down at, at the club. Um, let's go to the Six Nations then yeah. now, now Rob and we'll come back and have another plug for the Loughborough one at the, at the end which um, the forecast is wonderful and um, I'm, I'm coming for lunch so Try it's even <laughs> even better <laughs> um, Wales beat Italy in Rome to record 11 successive test wins Gatland um, made 10 changes for that match Ireland win at Moorfield, but there again Newark could win at Moorfield quite easily the game obviously that everybody is talking about is the England-France one and I just want to read you this one that I picked up today. So often were the French back three turned by the boots of Owen Farrell, Ben Youngs, Henry Slade and Elliot Daly that when young fullback Johan Huger was replaced at half time, you wondered if it was due to twisted blood or basic <laughs> despair. There's supposed to be no space left in international rugby union anymore. Blanket defences and endless short rumbles into a wall of defenders. Work another phase, make another few inches. It wasn't like that on Sunday afternoon, Rob. No, England pounced on, on France um, <clears throat> like they did against Ireland. You know, we, we scored very quickly, uh, got on top of the game, and, and the, you know, the, the result was no perhaps after 20 minutes, maybe even more. Um, we got on top. Johnny May, crikey, there's not many... You know, first half hat-trick. Some terrific stuff. Um, again, it, I think England played very well, were very sharp, and France were just thoroughly dull, and they got absolutely pilloried in the uh, in the media <laughs> uh, this morning. Um, you know, the selection um, of Mr. Uger, as you say, um, who mostly plays, I think, at centre. He's not really a full-back, and then they had two, two centres who were on the wing, so they were caught a bit flat-footed. Um, and obviously, England... England they may, you know, obviously may have spotted this selection that they were going to turn them, they were, they were going to kick through the space and push them into corners. And obviously May scored two, two of his tries from kick, kick aheads or, or little chips. And, and, and he's very, 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 very quick. So uh, he surprised the French defenders. And yeah. I think by half-time they were... I was, I was reading this morning that it used to be called Le Crunch and now it's more like Le Catastrophe. Well, I think that may be, yeah... Uh, the French, I just don't know. You know they, they were really were pirouetted, and the good old Stephen Jones in the in the Times this morning. You know, he, he got his um, three foot sabre out and had a real go. <laughs> so, you know, he, he called them the worst French team he's ever seen, and uh, and Jones has watched about forty years of rugby, so uh, um, it's, it's a pretty damning verdict. Um, was that Rob a fantastic performance by England, oh, no, or, or was it the fact that French was rubbish? Fair play to Jones. Um, 
you know, they, they've got they've got the main players back. Okay, Atoji was injured from the um, the previous game against Ireland, but you know, they, they've suddenly got everyone fit, and, and um, you know, Talangi's fit at centre. He hasn't played for what uh, four years for England. Uh, Ashton, they brought Ashton. And they, they, they've obviously got a lot of selection. The contest, Ashton getting in ahead of Noel. Um, you know, Chris Ashton has been out in, out in France for one year. Uh, went off in a huff because no one was picking him. Jones has brought him back, revved him up. He's hardly played for sale, but he's, he's playing for the Eng- he's in the England team. Um, Elliot Daly at fullback again. What a, a footballer he is! Um, he's taken over from Brown. Uh, Mike Brown was Mr. Consistent for England at fullback, but the, you know Jones has now uh, got. Daly perhaps playing in his best position a very gifted footballer is Daly but um, perhaps you know, people one or two of us uh, didn't rate his you know his tactics would be a bit suspect but there he is now you know, a very gifted footballer he's a man who, who was threading the kicks through yesterday Farrell and Youngs are, are buzzing away at half back and then backing all this you've got people like uh, you know George Ford on the bench he's very very strong and he's in the forwards you know, there's, there's, there's three old we had four lumps yesterday coming on it was good to see Dan Cole the Leicester prop given another chance he's played well for Leicester's you know Leicester have had a struggle this season but Cole has uh, has kept him there and, and he, he's back to near his best form you know Joe Launchbury was sort of the cover for the, the, the second row and then you had Nathan Hughes who's a um a very good back row. So England have got you know, a very, very, very uh, good squad. And, and Jones, to be fair to him, has um, has, rev, has, rev, has revved them up. And now we've got you know, we, we, we've got two weeks of um, phony talk before we, we bring on Wales down in Cardiff. Apparently, it's the best Welsh team ever, isn't it? Well, yeah, I don't Jones. I don't know where. <laughs> 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 well, he started the wind up, hasn't he? It all goes back to what Gatlin said. I think it's been to- taken out of context. Totally to- taken out of context. Gatlin was quoted when Wales went to Argentina. And he compared Wales's sort of preparations to England for for um, Japan coming up in September for the World Cup, and Gatlin said something like, you know, there, there was a massive difference between the, you know, the the way the two camps were developing, and I think at the time he said England had a lot of injuries and couldn't really be compared. You know, Wales were having a, uh, a very good tour of Argentina, and um, um, they, they, you know, they, had, they had a few problems, so again, Jones has taken a comment out of uh, <laughs> context, but um, you know, he sort of revved it up, and no doubt, in, sometime in the next two weeks we'll have an argument over whether they're going to close the, the, the Millennium Stadium roof um, so we'll have that annual argument of whether you know, Gatlin will probably want it closed because he'll want to play rugby and Jones will probably say uh, we're not bothered and be, they won't make a decision until the morning of the game I think the catalyst for all this England form is Mark Wilson well again uh, two or three years ago he had the best stats in the Premiership and no one because Newcastle was struggling they'd just come back into the Premiership no one really, um, well, no, no one in England ignored all these stats that he was the best tackler and he won so many turnovers, but the stats were all there. And I think Richards at the time, uh, Dean Richards and Newcastle and Jones, weren't really speaking. There was a bit of a standoff between them, two of them. Uh, but they're now best of pals. And um, Wilson got on... Um, England's tour to Argentina two years ago and that's where it all started that uh, Jones took notice of this flanker and and to be fair to Wilson he's taken his chance 
Good stuff. A brilliant, a, a brilliant days. Um, Robin, a brilliant weekend, Robin. The, I mean, the under sixteens boys. Uh, I mean, it, it was fantastic watching England. But you know, I think what you and me and Tony are more pleased about is those under sixteen boys no, was, and Ben Lee. credit to them and it's good to see you know, we've got, we got you know, three teams in finals now coming up and um, um, it's good to see you. that's what it's all about isn't it Rob well um, we were there on Saturday I, again my, I'm open, I don't know yet I can get two helpings then if you're not going yeah, to be there no, you, you can have my helping yeah. <laughs> all means it's work dependent well, yeah. if we don't see you on Saturday we will catch up with you on um, on Monday night it's Newark against Loughborough should be a cracking game. Newark have got to avenge a very early season defeat at Loughborough. Loughborough, yeah, I think, are fourth in the table, there. so it's a. Yeah. It, it looks a, it looks on paper a cracking game. Yes, and I was when I was having my cup of hot chocolate yesterday at half time. I met um, uh, Wakalivu uh, Aloishi Wakalivu, who confided to me that he may well be playing Saturday, and I, I've buttered to. Oh, you see, they're bringing all Road, so they're bringing all the big guns out because I've got to put a shirt and tie on. The way he was, um, the way he smiled at me, yeah. Good it, stuff. it could have been the hot chocolate talking. It could have been. It could have been the hot chocolate, who knows? <laughs> Rob, we'll catch up with you on um, next Monday night. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bye. Rob. There you go, the wonderful <laughs> Mr. Rob Wildman is still to come. Full halfpenny. Can it get any better? We've done football, we've done rugby. Of course, that means we've still got hockey to do, and we always save the best till last. Mr Paul Halfpenny joins us. Paul, good evening. Good evening, mate. Um, I was going to say a mixed day for New York Hockey Club, but predominantly I think it was a good day for New York Hockey Club. Shall we start, Paul, with the ladies' ones who had the most extended Christmas break that I've, uh, that, that I've ever known. They'll be packing in for Easter in a minute. Um, but they finally got back to travels and now i can take this conversation back a week when you was very worried of what sort of team that you was going to get due to injuries and non-availability and all nasty things like that they traveled down to kettlin and put five in the net yeah it sounds easy doesn't it oh, it sounds easy um yeah um i thought at one point they were gonna have to get a defib out for me um on the sideline because it 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 sounds the final scoreline sounds so easy, but my word, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. Um, we had no subs. We went with a bare eleven. Um, Katie Sandell's broke her well, potentially her might have broke her wrist, so she's not been playing. So Megan Cocker had to slip in at centre back. We had to bring uh, Danny in from the uh, second team to to fill in for left back, and. I just thought, well, if anybody gets injured, we're down to 10, or, you know, it, it, it's tired legs, and Kettering play on, on this new pitch, which is nothing more than a, a, it's a horrible carpet. The ball travels very, very slowly. I can imagine that um, as they get more and more used to it, it's, it's only their second year on it, they're more and more used to it, it'll be a massive advantage for them. Um, but, but the game started, we went 1-0 up in 12 minutes, um, and it was one-way traffic, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but we, we, we just didn't seem to be firing on all cylinders and we pressed and pressed to get the second as we were pressing to get the second they had two breakaways and, and went in at half time 2-1 up so I'm sort of then thinking how on earth are we going to pull this back if we do concede three points today that puts us straight into a relegation battle 
so I, I, I changed things around and went went from a a three two four one to a four four two. Um, so a little bit more attacking. Um, second half, they didn't have one shot on goal. They managed to pay, penetrate our shooting circle twice, but only on the very edge out wide. And we rattled f- uh, what four goals in in the second half. Um, and it was just one-way traffic. Danny Ashwell was absolutely outstanding. It's the best game I've, I've ever seen a play. She's turned 18 now, and she's a phenomenal player for us. Really played well. We, 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 we do struggle without the kids, I must be honest with you. They've got so much talent and so much energy. Um, I've, I've, I've got to tell you about this, though. We were awarded a penalty stroke, and the old warhorse Trish Trafford stepped up to take it. Bit of bit of experience here. You could have. It was like blow football. You could have blown it in. It was, it was like one of those uh, trees in the desert blowing in. It was horrendous. She went to put it in the left corner. It went in the right corner. The goalie, I think, was wrong-footed and just watched it trickle over the line. It was the funniest penalty I've ever seen in my life. But. It that's went in the back of the net, and at the end of the, the day, the that's that's all that matters. When we look at the stats in three years' time, we won't remember it. We, we won't at all. But you, forward. you will, and you'll and you'll mention it to Patrice. Oh, <laughs> I, yes, cer- yes. I certainly will want to see her. Now that <laughs> I got totally confused over the next couple of games, um, Newark Cocky Ladies twos are going for promotion. So a two-nil defeat at North Knotts was not what uh, Mr and Mrs Halfpenny ordered. But then, the threes, which oh, have been struggling in that division all season, take a point off second place workshop. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, the, the threes, um, we had a little committee meeting and, and we said, well, you know, we, we need to basically just just get it into our heads now threes are going down um and we need to make sure that the twos go up so we need to adjust players weekly accordingly didn't go down well the threes well with the threes if you can imagine so they rolled the sleeves up and, and they're fighting for everything <laughs> they, <laughs> they proved a point then didn't they um so yes a very very good point i i, I still feel in my heart of hearts that I don't think they've got quite enough to stay up. But saying that, uh, Nottingham players are dropping like a stone. So you never know. If they, if they could carve a win out from somewhere and maybe get a draw somewhere else, you never know. They might get enough just to actually stay up. <laughs> um, but the Newark ladies are actually in their pole position, in all fairness. And to prove they've the coach is wrong. Pardon? And to prove the coach is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a game in hand over, over works. Uh, they're level on, on, on games now with Beeston, but five points in front. They play SBU this weekend. Hopefully everybody's going to be available this weekend. Um, and, and three points, and then three points against the threes the week after. Hopefully we'll, we'll see them. That should be about enough. Um, well, yeah, yeah. We're going fo- to follow, um, we'll follow them all the way through, and then that is going to be an absolute fantastic finale. Um an important victory for the men who are finding some post-Christmas form. They beat Chesterfield by the odd goal in five and are climbing that table. As I said, they would. You um, did? You know, they, they've, they've, they've got the right personal personnel in now. They've got the adults and more adults in um, to strengthen that team. And although I can't see them finishing the top three, I think, you know, 
from, from 19 points to 33 points. They, they've got to have a minor miracle. But, you know, fourth place, 26 points, West Bridgeford. They're as good, if not better, than West Bridgeford. So, I think Glynn ought to be targeting a top four finish, to be honest with you. And I think it's well within their reach. And, and, that, and that would be a good, a good, a very good season, Paul. Oh, it'd be excellent, especially after the start, you know, how it started, now it went before Christmas. That'd be terrific, you know, and it, it builds confidence, ready for, for next season. The youngsters that he's brought in this season are going to be a year older, a year stronger. And that break, that summer break, makes such a difference with the youngsters. The youngsters come back, you know, we, we don't see the youngsters as coaches, we don't see them. And they suddenly come back and you think, Good grief, what's your parents been feeding you? And, <laughs> and they're suddenly stronger and fitter and faster and harder and, and you think, here we go. This is going to be a good season. So, yeah, and, and then we've got another crop of, uh, of youngsters to come through, hopefully from threes to twos and then from, from the junior section through to threes. So, yeah, I think things are okay, but we, we, just, we just need that little bit of quality, I think, in the twos and, and that little bit more quality. And assurance, really, in the threes. It's on its way. He's, he, he, there's a lot more good than there is bad, and Paul, that's down to the hard work of, of everybody at the Hockey Club, but a good week to report, and uh, we'll see what next week brings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, don't be like that. Not great. Availability is really not great for next week. So, um, yes, yes, very upbeat. Yes, we'll <laughs> see what we can do. Yes. <laughs> we'll find out on Monday night. We will. Thanks, we Paul. Will. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye-bye. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. I took Tony out on Friday night. I, yes. You know I'm near there Cracking everywhere. Night. Tony decided he would come along as well. We went to Farndon Village Hall, um, the Newark Amateur Boxing Club's home tournament. It's the first time that Tony's been to one of those. Um, without stealing the thunder, because Megan Williams and the gang are in here tomorrow night to, to talk about <laughs> it, but... From your perspective, Tony, because some of it was confusing, some of it was enlightening, some of it was, what's he done that for? But on uh, your perspective. I have only been in Fandon Memorial Hall on one occasion, and that was for uh, the 25th anniversary of Fandon Bowls Club. Uh, they had a roll-up to uh, celebrate their 25th anniversary and then we all got changed and potted down the path there to the memorial hall and and basically we had a um, you know um a bun fight a cup of tea and uh, and buns and it was lovely and to see the place in that light and then to walk in there on friday night and to walk into um an absolute bear pit of a, of a boxing occasion was absolutely fantastic. I was talking to Sid Yeomans, one of uh, one of uh, <coughs> Santa Suggy's little helpers, and, and he was saying, "Yeah, it, it does look like a boxing venue because that's how we set it up. We, 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 we do a good job setting the place up, and it was fantastic." But as I said to you at the time, I've been to many, many occasions, world championship fights included been at ringside for many wonderful events up and down the length and breadth of the country and I heard for the first time the referee utter a phrase to two boxers because the kids at the start, they had their skills contests where 
you're allowed to land a punch to gain a point and to impress the judges, but you can't actually put any power behind it. And we got a little lad from uh, Boston, well, not so little, we got uh, a youngster from Boston against a youngster from Newark, and they waded in and traded blows, like they're around the back of the bike sheds. And the referee shouted, Stop! Any more of that and you're going home. <laughs> and I was in stitches for the next five minutes. I've never heard that at a contest in my life. It was it was a great night. It most certainly wasn't. You know, I, I, I'm not... It don't, you all know it don't sit right with me totally young girls no. boxing, but both Lauren and Chloe from Newark did themselves absolutely proud and did Newark Amateur Boxing Club proud. And if that's their chosen sport, which, who are we not to support it? Which is the one that... that Chloe. Cl- Chloe. That with, with, with that you... The Simos connection. Yes. She... I, I, I cannot sit there and enjoy a skills contest. For me, you know, you either get thumped or you don't at boxing. And But for the skills contest... Chloe gave the most magnificent demonstration on how to skills box. It was absolutely poetry in motion. Brilliant performance. And and she and her coaches and uh, and her parents should be so proud of her that particular night because I know the previous outing didn't go so well for her and she must have been working the socks off in training to come up with a, dis- a display like that. Absolutely brilliant. So tomorrow night, Megan's going to bring some of the gang down... Um, to talk to us live Just on radio. Just because I'm not here, you bring the stars in again, yes. don't you? Don't, if you go onto our social media pages, Facebook page, there is a an interview that Megan did. Listen to it. Just listen to it. If you thought boxing was hard enough, apparently having an interview with Megan Williams <laughs> is even worse. It is it, it is gold. Just listen to it. Tomorrow, I thought Mikey came through it well. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out tomorrow night. Bye-bye. Yeah.